Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Velocity Cast. Always appreciate you guys tuning in. And this week I want to go through three specific rituals that I use on a daily and weekly basis that have helped me a lot and that I think can help you. And I my goal with these was to make them simple, to make them approachable, to make them things that don't take a tremendous amount of time because one of my my biggest gripes with a lot of these, you know, productivity coaches and and success coaches and whatever is a lot of them come from situations where they likely were entrepreneurs. Uh, they now either have a business that essentially mostly runs itself or they had some type of a, a successful exit from their business. And so they have the benefit of being able to kind of build a lot of time into their mornings, especially. And the reality for most of us is, is that we are running around. If you have kids, you're, you're trying to get people to school. You're trying to figure out who's going to be, you know, watching your kid during the day. You're trying to run around to work. Um, you know, most households have both, uh, parents or partners who are working. And so you're in this situation where, you know, we don't have the benefit of being able to spend 45 to 60 minutes to, you know, some of these morning rituals are insanely long. Uh, we just don't have that time. And, you know, for me personally, there are a lot of mornings where I'm up and out the door very early and I just don't feel like waking up 45 minutes ahead of time when I already have to be up at five in the morning to, you know, do some type of crazy ritual. And so a part of this was born out of necessity for me. And I have found that these approaches, these simple approaches have been helpful for others as well. So first of all, my morning ritual that I, I do uh, some form of every day. And the, the key with this is I can work this into my schedule where let's say I have to, you know, if I'm with a client super early in the morning, I can uh, get this stuff done, you know, en route to work or, you know, once I get there, it, the, the key is that it's, it's quick. So this whole thing takes about five minutes. And the first thing that I do is I drink, uh, uh, you know, the equivalent of a big glass of water. Uh, and I prefer kind of lukewarm temperature, room temperature, because it's just easier to get down. Uh, but what you want to do is you want to kickstart your hydration first thing in the morning, because you've been presumably uh, sleeping for, you know, six, seven, eight hours where you haven't been taking in any fluid. And all of our bodily processes rely on being well hydrated to work efficiently. So you want to kickstart that process by drinking a big glass of water, you know, start your, your day. I also recommend if this isn't something that you do now is, is to keep track of how much water you drink on a daily basis. And the way that I have it set up for me, ballpark, you want to be drinking about half your body weight in uh, fluid ounces of water. And so I set up uh, I try to do a little bit more than that, but I set up a, a daily checklist item with with uh, a sub item for each serving of water that I want to consume. And I try to conserve, uh, consume six servings of 20 ounces of water. And that just works out to be, you know, the size of the, the water bottles that I use, but you can kind of set it up however. But you're trying to get through uh, a fluid ounce per pound uh, of or half of your poundage in body weight, that many fluid ounces in a day. Now, from there, once I've had a glass of water, I just try to move my body a little bit. Now, this kind of takes care of itself if I'm working with clients, but a lot of times this is this is very simple. It's either a couple yoga poses or something. This, this isn't meant to be like a half-hour mobility session. You know, I'll hit like a quick yoga flow, up dog, down dog, something, maybe some cat cows or a child's pose or whatever. 
or something for my hips, which, you know, lower back and hip flexors can be tight in the morning. Or more often than not, it's a quick set of like air squats, lunges, push-ups, something, some body weight movement that oftentimes you can do like while you're brushing your teeth or whatever, just to get blood flowing. So I'm just trying to kickstart my day with movement. Now, if you have the ability to work out first thing, um, this can be really helpful, especially for busy people, A, to, you know, you have time in the morning to get it out of the way. Uh, but you also, there's a lot of benefits to your metabolism, to your mental clarity, to your emotion, your mood, uh, if you can get some type of fitness in early. But I've condensed that to really, for me, it's just, hey, let's hit a quick set of something. Uh, and that kind of kickstarts that process and just makes me feel like I'm more ready to tackle my day than if I hadn't done something. And then lastly, I practice gratitude daily, and this is super important. Um, I find that my general outlook on life can become pessimistic and cynical if I stop temporarily uh, being grateful for things. And not just being saying that you're grateful, but actively uh, writing down one to three things each day that I am specifically grateful for. And the key is I try to be specific. So this isn't generalities. This isn't... Um, you know, oh, uh, you know, I'm happy for my health or whatever, which may very well be the case. But try to specifically point out something that you're grateful for. So if you are grateful for for being healthy, you could say, I'm grateful that my fitness allowed me to go on that hike with my family or something, you know, yesterday. Try to be specific and pick a specific thing that you're grateful for. So that's kind of my three-step morning process. Like I said, the whole thing can be done in literally five minutes or less. Uh, it can be done while you are going through the routine of your morning in general. And it's a great way to make sure that you are checking those boxes on a daily basis. Now, when it comes to my nighttime ritual, this is oftentimes less formal. Um, and, and for me, it's really more preparatory for the next day. So at night, I try to set myself up for the next day so that I have a handle on the things that I want to accomplish. And I find that just having that clarity going into the following day uh, makes me more productive. I am going to get more done. Even if I, you know, I keep like three different running to-do lists with different categories and whatever. And, and that in and of itself is helpful. But even with that, days where I have prepped for that day the night before and kind of listed out the, exactly what I want to get done, some specifics, those days I am always more productive. And so I stole a, um, a note card technique from uh, Mark Andreessen, who's a successful entrepreneur, one of the founders of Andreessen Horowitz or A16Z as it's called, which is a, a prominent venture capital firm. Um, and Sahil Bloom also wrote about this technique in a tweet and I actually in his newsletter that came out um, today uh, about this concept. But essentially what he does is you take a three by five note card you write down the three to five things that you want to accomplish the following day. You list them out and that's it. And then what happens is as I go through those actions the next morning, I just cross out the items on the note card. And then when you're done with the note card, you tear it up and throw it out. And this is a surprisingly effective method for being more productive because just having the physical note card, even though you have these items on your to-do list, and I like keeping digital to-do lists for simplicity, but the physically writing out the list for the next day 
giving you focus areas of things that you want to get done and then crossing those off. And then the, the final act of actually tearing up the note card when you're done gives you this you know sense of accomplishment and momentum that then carries into the following day. So this is a super, super helpful technique that has uh, made a big difference for me in my productivity. And it's something that I would highly recommend to anyone to do the night before to prep for the following day. And even if this is something that you don't do every day, Try to mix this into your routine, especially going into days where you know that you have a lot of outstanding things that you need to finish or complete or work on, because this will 100% allow you to focus more intently on those things, right? What I also do is I try to spend some time reviewing the day, and this is really just more in my mind, so maybe I'll, I'll jot down some thoughts if there's something, you know, particular that is sticking out to me. But I just try to review the day and focus on, all right, what went well today? You know, uh, did I get the tasks done that I had set out for myself to do? And if I didn't, was there a reason for that? Is it something that, you know, made sense to push to a later day, whatever? You know, you're just, you're just doing a, essentially a mission debrief for your day. What didn't go well today? Were there areas where I fell short? Were there areas where I knew I could have uh, done a better job at X, Y, or Z? So going through that, that quick checklist of just reviewing and then, you know, briefly reflecting on those highs and lows. This is something that's really good to do uh, if you are in a relationship or in my case, if you're married, uh, it's a great thing to do with your, your partner, your wife, husband, whatever, because you can involve them in that process and discussing your day together, like the actual specifics, the details, the ups, the downs. Uh, allows you to just kind of more deeply connect with that individual. And it's it's also helpful because if you had a particularly hard day, it gives them a sense of, you know, why your mood may be different or why the next couple of days may be challenging for you. Uh, and so it, I found it to be a helpful exercise to do with someone else. Uh, and I can't say that I am the best at sticking to that plan, but the times that we do do that and I, you know, want to continue to work that in, in higher frequency um, have been really helpful. So lastly, there's one other technique that I don't do every night, but it's something that, especially if I am stressed out or if I have a lot of looming things, uh, this technique is particularly helpful for organizing my thoughts in my mind. And that is the brain dump. So a brain dump is essentially just taking a notebook and writing down every thought that is in your mind. All the, the thoughts, the tasks, the uh, loose ideas that you've been thinking about, the, the stuff that's still running through your brain from earlier in the day. And with this, what you can do is, I find it helpful to physically write this down. Like I have just a little pocket-sized moleskin notebook on my bedside table. But, it, you know, you can do this in on your phone in a, like a running note or whatever and just kind of delete stuff when, when you're done. But the key is that this needs to take really two... Uh, you know, two, two focus areas to the brain dump for it to be effective. One, you want to just continue to write down everything on your mind until the ideas stop flowing. So once you have to actually sit and ponder for a minute to come up with something, that's a good place to stop because theoretically you could literally do this all night. You also want to kind of loop things into loose categories and you want to be concise with what you're writing. So 
my the brain dump is not it's not complete sentences it's like okay i might just list out one or two keywords for a bunch of outstanding tasks that i know i need to do the next day these may be things that i've already put on the note card but just this is stuff that's on my mind right because a lot of times when i have trouble falling asleep it's because i'm turning over ideas in my brain or thinking about the things that i need to get done and so you know just loose list of tasks and outstanding items one to two words a piece just keywords something to to you know jog your memory and pull it out of your mind from there you know it's maybe it's loose ideas or uh problems that you're working through things that you know aren't fully baked or fully formed yet but they have the kernels of being something potentially interesting or useful or maybe you're working through a problem at work so you're kind of jotting down all of those loose threads and then lastly any other random stuff that's on your mind you know you could be thinking about somebody in your family you could be thinking about an encounter that you had that day that you know maybe it's sitting with you for good or for bad so you jot all this stuff down. The physical act of just taking these ideas and putting them to paper or even digitally can help. I think paper is better, but the physical act of writing all this stuff down is a great way to clear your mind and symbolically pull it out of your brain. And I find that if I am thinking about a lot of things, the nights that I do this, it allows me to actually fall asleep faster because I stop turning over all these ideas in my brain. And the last like bonus thing, that I would say as far as a nighttime ritual would be if you have trouble falling asleep and, you know, other sleep hygiene things are in check, meaning, you know, you're in a dark room, it's cool, you know, maybe you have some type of white noise fan or noise machine or whatever. If, if all of those things are in place and you're still having trouble falling asleep, the last thing that, and this is maybe part of a nighttime ritual, but not really. Uh, there's a breathing technique called four, seven, eight breathing. And this is, uh, comes from pranayama, which is kind of a yogic breathing technique, but essentially you inhale for a four count, you hold the breath in for a seven count, and then you exhale for an eight count. And once you fill, uh, finish fully exhaling, you just cycle through and you, you do this for, you know, five, 10 cycles or five minutes or whatever. And a, a couple things happen here. The, the, breath hold and the longer in particular the longer exhale versus the inhale uh, slowing down that exhale and dragging it out is a great way to shift us out of a fight or flight response and kind of calm our body and mind down if you happen to be in a stressed or agitated state but it's also a really good way because you're focusing on the count of the breath it will make you less likely likely to be focused on other things that may have gone on that brain dump list that you did and so, you know, again, it, not necessarily part of the ritual itself, but a nice little bonus thing that I utilize sometimes if I'm having trouble winding down and falling asleep when I actually do get in bed at night. So nighttime ritual, again, quick mental review of the day. If you can do it with a partner, that's great. Takes a couple minutes. The note card prep for the following day, just jotting those items out. Same thing, another couple minutes. And then, you know, the nights that I need it, I'll do that brain dump. So in theory, this can be a little longer than the morning ritual, but you're still looking at between five and 10 minutes if you do all components of this. And, uh, you know, at night when you're winding down for bed, this may be a more feasible time to, to do that. Or you may have more time to, to dedicate to this, but still, you know, very quick, super easy, uh, meant to be something that you can do, uh, you know, consistently without wasting a ton of time. And then lastly, every week, give or take, I always take some time on typically on Sundays when I'm kind of chipping away at other work to reflect on the week. So the last ritual that I include 
uh, regularly is my weekly ritual. And this is a brief reflection. Sometimes I may journal some of these ideas down, uh, especially if they have varied from previous weeks. And I also have like a weekly uh, planner with some goals and stuff that I'll, I'll update. Um, but for the weekly ritual itself, I spend some time to just answer a few questions. One, are my habits still working? So my daily and weekly habits that I have on my task list, uh, are those things still in line with my goals? And oftentimes during this review, I have found things to add or take away because I realized that my focus has shifted in certain areas. And so just going through and looking at that list of habits, it's very easy to figure out, okay, cool. I want to do more of this thing or less of this thing or whatever. So if things are going well, great, keep, keep them the same, stay the course, right? But if they're not going well, or if they need to be changed, then this is a great opportunity to adjust those for the following week. Then I do a quick recap of highs and lows or wins and losses from the previous week, All right, What went well and what should I keep doing and what didn't go well and what should I try to do less of or adjust? What you can also do is you can go back and look at your calendar. And this is something that I originally got from, from Tim Ferriss, uh, who does this on a yearly basis. But if you look at your calendar for the previous week, you can look at all of the things that you had scheduled, all of the appointments, meetings, whatever, or all of the blocks of time that you scheduled. And just look at, did these improve my quality of life? Did these kind of have no net effect or did these reduce my quality of life? And then your goal moving forward, and this may not be doable immediately, but you try to maximize the number of those uh, quality of life improvement activities and you try to minimize the things that reduce your quality of life. And looking at your, your physical calendar and how you spent your time can be a really helpful way to put things in perspective in that regard. So I go through my, you know, weekly wins, losses, and, and kind of take a look at my calendar. And then it's really, hey, how can I optimize for this coming week? What can I change or what should I double down on if something worked really well? How can I do more of that? Uh, you know, are there things that I can change or adjust? Uh, if my habits are good, are there ways to make those habits more efficient or to make it easier to do those habits? Can I kind of shift things around in my, my daily routine? And so this is really about like, okay, now that I understand the highs and lows, now that my habits, you know, are good and, and have been adjusted, how can I continue to optimize and just really make sure that I am getting the most out of my days and weeks and spending my time in a way that is, you know, both productive, but also valuable to me. And so these, none of these individual rituals take a tremendous amount of time. Uh, I've tried a lot of other variations of these over the years, and I've tried a lot of variations with clients. And I've found that these really do a great job of kind of checking all the boxes, getting, you know, most of the benefit. Uh, you know, we talk, I, I've talked about the Pareto principle uh, recently on, on my social media channels. But, you know, these get 80% of the heavy lifting out of really 20% of the effort. And, uh, you know, it, if you are hesitant to engage in these regular morning evening rituals, because you've seen what other people do, and it just, it looks like a crazy amount of stuff that you know, you can't get done. Uh, you know, keep it simple and feel free to adjust the ones that I use in a way that's even easier and simpler for you. But I found that these are all doable for me on a regular basis consistently. They don't really disrupt my day or my week. They take a very short amount of time and it allows me to kind of reap the benefits of that ritual and that consistency. And each of these things that I've mentioned, uh, have directly had a positive effect, positive net effect on my days and my weeks. So until next time, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Mm -hmm.